it's Destiny. Welcome back. Today we're going to read The Five O'Clock Band by Troy Andrews. Everyone's hometown is special. It's the place that helps you grow into the person you'll become. For one little boy, called Shorty, his hometown roots were very important. He was from New Orleans, and in this city... There are sounds and tastes and celebrations unlike any other place in the world. Many even call it magical. The city showed Shorty how to see the world, and its people helped him become the person that he was destined to be. Shorty liked to play music. In fact, he was in a band. They called themselves the Five O'Clock Band because... That was the time that they started playing every afternoon. After school and homework were finished, that's when they could play. The band lived in a lively neighborhood called Treme. The five o'clock band would parade through the streets of Treme, down to Jackson Square in the center of town and back around, just like the older musicians did. They played for the people for rounds of applause, and sometimes they even got tips. But one day, Shorty was practicing his trombone and got so lost in his own music that he forgot to meet the five o'clock band at their regular time. Shorty ran to Jackson Square, trombone in hand, but his bandmates had already left. He had missed their performance and parade, and he knew that he had let them down. One day, I want to be the band leader. But how can that happen if I can't even get to the show on time, Shorty thought. Shorty walked through the neighborhood around the large square in the French Quarter where musicians gathered. He smelled delicious gumbo and jambalaya in the air and heard sounds of other musicians echoing through the streets. But Shorty kept his head down. Not even the sound of brass instruments could cheer him up until suddenly he heard a booming voice cry out, Shorty, where are you at? Shorty looked up to see Tuba Treme. He was a giant of a man, but he was as sweet as pecan pie. And the sounds that floated down were out of his horn and were even tastier. Tuba and his band had been playing in the quarter for as long as Shorty could remember and they played songs that were over a hundred years old. Where are you at, Tuba? Shorty called back, feeling down. Looks like you've got the blues, little man. Tuba Treme had noticed Shorty's sad face. I missed the five o'clock band, and I don't even know where they're gone. I'm afraid that I won't have what it takes to be a real band leader if I can't even show up on time. Tuba Treme placed his giant horn to his lips. The first notes of when, when the saints go marching in tickled Shorty's ears. Like so many other New Orleans musicians, Shorty had learned how to play his horn with this tune. Pride swelled in Shorty's chest as he and Tuba played the same notes together that Louis Armstrong had played many years before them in the same city streets. Tradition, Tuba Treme said. Every band leader needs to know where music came from in order to move it forward. If you understand tradition and you keep it alive, you will be a great band leader. 
Thanks, Tuba, Shorty said as he waved goodbye. He hoped to be able to play just like Tuba Tremaine one day. Shorty continued walking through the corridor along the banks of the Mississippi River. A steamboat floated along, along beside him, and the steam whistle sounded. He thought about how many musicians had played on that river, even Louis Armstrong himself. Shorty blew his horn back to the steamboat and smiled. His growling stomach led him back toward home, but the scent of red beans and rice made him stop in his tracks. Where you at, Shorty? Queen Lola called out her window of a restaurant. Shorty was still feeling defeated, but no one could refuse a meal from Lola, the Creole queen, one of the best chefs in New Orleans, if not the world. Where you at, Queen Lola? Shorty answered as he opened the door. Queen Lola served him a heaping plate of red beans and rice along with andouille sausage, collard greens, and okra with tomatoes. She had been making this dish for over 50 years, treating everyone who came through her door just like family, even Martin Luther King Jr. As Shorty dug in, he asked Queen Lola the question that was weighing on his heart. I let my band down today. But I want to be a great band leader and and make amazing and make amazing music, just like you make amazing meals in your kitchen every day. How do you do it? Queen Lola smiled wide. Love, she said. There's love in my food because I love every dish I make. It's my special sauce. As long as you love what you do, you'll always be a success. I don't love anything more than playing music. But this meal sure is close. Thank you, Queen Lola said. Thank you, said Shorty. Come by any time, Shorty, she said. Why don't you head back out and see if you can't find your band? Shorty felt a little bit better now that his belly was full, but he knew he still had more to learn. As he walked towards Treme, looking for his band, he heard the rumbling of drums in the distance. It sounded like glorious thunder. As he turned the corner, he stood face to face with the most majestic person he had ever seen. We are Indians, a chant pierced through the warm, swampy air. It was the chief of the neighborhood Mardi Gras Indian tribe. Big Chief and his drummer chanted as they pounded out a rhythm. We are Indians, Indians, Indians of the nation, the whole wild creation. Shorty knew this song was a prayer that the Mardi Gras Indians sang before they marched down the streets. They believed that the song would protect them on their journey as they went through the city looking for other tribes. Mardi Gras Indians only exist in New Orleans. They are a special group sacred to the city. Where you at, Shorty? Big Chief asked as his group slowed their drumming. Where you at, Big Chief? Shorty hollered back. You and the tribe sound amazing. I'm actually looking for my group, the five o'clock band. But I need to know, what does it take to be the big chief? Big chief picked up his tambourine and shook it proudly as he looked up to the sky. Dedication, he said. Each year, all the Indians make new suits, hand-sewn from scratch. Takes a lot of time and patience, but when we hit the streets, it's worth it. We are the soul of Mardi Gras. Shorty noticed how Big Chief's suit shimmered in the light, and he thought about how important it was for him to practice his craft every day in order to carry the honor of being the band leader. 
Suddenly, Shorty heard the familiar melody of, brass of a brass band in the distance and ran towards it. He knew those sounds could only come from the five o'clock band. And there were his friends parading down the avenue toward him. Where you at? The five o'clock band sang. Where you at? Shorty answered. <clears throat> I'm sorry I wasn't there for you guys today. I promise I'll never let you down again, Shorty said. But I learned that we all have the ingredients we need for success. We have dedication, we honor tradition, and most of all, we play with love. Now, I know what it takes to lead. Why don't you start us off and take the lead now, Shorty? One of the boys said. Shorty raised his horn to his lips, stepped out in front of the band, and played the opening notes to When the Saints Go Marching In. As the five o'clock band paraded to, paraded home to Treme, they waved at their friends and neighbors who clapped their hands and danced in step behind them. The end. As I've been saying throughout this series, I hope that these stories inspire you to chase your dreams, do whatever you are passionate about, and you are capable of so much more than you think you're capable of. I hope that you are enjoying these stories. Thanks for listening. Bye. Hi, I just wanted to let you know that I created a Gmail account so that you could send me emails. I would love to hear where you're listening from. Anything that you would like to tell me, I'm open to, to reading your emails about it. And also, if you have any book recommendations, I would love to hear them. I'm going to let you know what it is right now. Are you ready? It's the title of the podcast, Beloved Children's Books at gmail.com. Again, Beloved Children's Books at gmail.com. I hope to hear from you soon.